This Away podcast. Today we have a unique <clears throat> opportunity for you if you're watching or if you're listening. We actually brought in uh, our preferred termite inspector, our good friend, Danny Dahl. And we're going to be talking today about some things that you as an agent really need to look at when um, utilizing a, a termite inspection and hiring an inspector. Really kind of some of the danger signs to be uh, aware of, some of the things that you that make you want to get an inspection, maybe a second opinion, or some of the things that you may see that will maybe prevent you from getting an inspection on the listing side straight up. Um, and then also some conversations that you need to have with your seller before you have your inspector come out and uh, kind of help how to prep them on what to expect. So uh, that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Like I said, we are here with my good friend, Danny Dahl. Thanks for coming, Danny. Thanks for having me, Brian. Um, <clears throat> You've been working with Whistle for, I don't know, ten year, five years, ten years? Maybe. Ten years. I think close um, to ten. And I, I love Danny so much, and this has nothing to do with the podcast yet, but I love him so much. Every time I have something weird happen, I call him up, and I'm like, hey, this happens. He goes, yeah, that's not something I do, but call this person. Hey, that's not something I'll do, but I'll come out and check, out, check it out for you. Uh, Danny, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you, how much I appreciate you being my connector uh, we talk about that a lot in our Medium Air Mastermind course, how you want to be the connector, the person that someone always calls for. As real estate agents, you always want to be the person someone calls for anything that happened to do with your house. Danny's the guy I always call when I had bees in my shed, when I had critters <laughs> under my house. He's like, I don't cover that, but I'll help you out. Um, it's so <clears throat> important to have that person. And every time I call you and every time you say, I can't do that, but here's this, you go up a notch in my book. And I think people are sometimes afraid of doing that because like I want to be the one with the answers but knowing that I have one person I can call and you can give me get me to the right place so valuable awesome I appreciate that Brian thanks for coming dude yeah so I am Brian coach <clears throat> director of marketing here at whistle realty group you are listening to the whistle way podcast if you like this if you find value in this please share it with someone <clears throat> else that you think can help as well uh, maybe share it with a listing agent that you worked with when you were on the buy side and they need some help with this uh, maybe share this with your office or uh, your mentee, if you if you have a mentor program, maybe share this with your um, you know other agents in your area just to bring the level of real estate agent up, especially when it comes to termites and, and section one clearance, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want more information on on what we do, if you like this, if you want to dive deeper, go to thewhistleway.com. You can go to our Facebook group there, our YouTube channel, our podcast. Uh, join our outbound referral network, aka when people leave and we need to send them somewhere. We want to be the connector. They reach out to us and say, hey, we're going to Nashville. Who do we talk to? We can send them your way. Um, and also get on our weekly email newsletter. Uh, it started as a newsletter. And now it's just a weekly email from Kyle giving tips, tricks, uh, ways to help you grow your business. If you want all that, thewhistleway.com. Um, and if you can, please, please, please write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. It's hard to get those just like it's hard to get reviews from your clients. We would love reviews from you as well, talking about uh, what you enjoyed about the show so other people can learn about it as well. That being said, let's kick it off and actually talk about some real stuff that people can get value out of. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. With that? <clears throat> so Danny, first off, I want to start off with, uh, you're talking to an agent and you want to say, hey, when you're going showing properties, these are some things you need to look out for. These are some real danger signs um, that you can right away tell your buyer, this is going to be an issue. This is going to be an issue. This is going to be an issue. And, or maybe 
this, even though it looks kind of scary, is not a big an issue. Yeah. Um, give me, give me like thirty of them in the <clears> next two minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Brian, um, I would say the first thing to look at is, you know, you don't even have to be at the property. Is when was it built? If it's okay. built in '78 or before, then you know that there's potentially lead in the paint. And if you, okay. you know, if you have a VA, you know, if you're on the buy side and your buyer's VA, mm-hmm. um, that will be potentially be an issue if a VA appraiser were to come out and see, you know, chip paint in the eaves, they may call that out on an appraisal. Now, and I, I wanted to get to this later, but let's get to it now. Okay. <clears throat> you're a termite guy. Why are you talking about chipped paint in the eaves? It's, you could, it could be. Some, some inspectors write it down as a um, section two item. I don't, I think that's a little aggressive, um, but you just look for that kind of stuff because when there's no paint, that's when the dry rot gets in. And when you're looking up in the eaves and you see damage, then you know, okay, this probably hasn't been painted in a while. There could potentially be termites in there. Termites don't chew through paint. They only chew through like bare wood. Exposed wood, okay. So that's another, that's another thing. Okay, I'm looking up there and that kind of stuff. You check for stucco cracks. Okay. You know, little things like that. And that's, that's just little things that an agent can do just walking up to, you know, on the buy side or at a listing appointment. Just look, you know, okay, what's going on in the eaves and the stucco, stuff like that. Mm-mm. And now, so you say they won't chew through bare wood. Say there's a, there's a deck on the back mm-hmm. that's been stained. Will they chew through the stain? Most stains they won't chew through, but the stains can fade pretty quick in the back okay. with they're on the sun all the time. Okay. Yeah. And so we want to look for any ex- areas of exposed wood, whether it's Chipped paint, even just cracks in the stucco, you said, which surprised me. Yeah. They can get in through there. Yeah, for sure. Um, any large areas of wood, especially, like you said, if it's a deck, and we said this offline, if it's a deck that's been, you know, built 20 years ago, there's likely some termite damage. Yeah, and some dry rot. Yeah, okay. And then <clears throat> you have to decide as as the buying agent or the listing agent, hey, is this something where we want them to repair it? Is this something we want them to tear down? likely there's going to be a request for repairs in, in some form on on that. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So the year built is the, the big thing. And I, I like that you said, especially for VA buyers, if you're looking for a first or, or an early home, you're t- typically looking for an older home that you can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have those those termite things to look at. All right. Yeah, for sure. What other, what other termite or dry rot issues can an agent see um, that – that obviously they're not climbing through the, yeah, the for attic. Sure. What can they see that is cause for concern? Um, I would say if, you know, if the house on the, on the listing side or on the buy side, you know, you're going out into the back and there's a big patio cover and it's got a bunch of dry rot in it. That's pretty easy to see. You can look down at the bottom of the posts, you know, are they kind of crumpled in? You look up at the slats, the joists, how, how does all that stuff look, you know, on the, on the listing side, you know, when you're taking that listing, you may want to have a conversation with your client, A, I see a lot of damage back here. This may be come up and be an issue. Um, do we want to repair that up front? Do we want to find out what that cost is? Do we want to get a contractor to look at it? Do we want to tear it down, you know, before we get the termite inspection? Because once it goes on, once I see it, I got to put it on the inspection. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get to that here in a second. Um, now, I've also seen you go through a properties and you, you have a stick that you can kind of touch yeah. things with, right? Um, right. If it, when it's when it's destroyed, it's really easy to tell, right? Yeah, you for can sure. Tell that you, if you can see through it, like obviously yeah, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> but wh- how much kind of play are you looking at? If if you can stick your pen in and, and touch it, if it goes all the way through bad, if it doesn't move at all good, is there like a rule of thumb of like, hey, if it if it moves a little bit or if it starts flaking off, 
you're already in danger. Yeah, it depends on how many of those areas you find. You know, the age of the home. Say if the home is, you know, less than eight to 10 years old and I'm on the outside and I find a couple areas, you know, on the outside and I may go into the attic and find some stuff in the attic, you know, that might not be horrible. There's only, there's a saying, there's only two types of houses in San Diego, ones that have termites and ones that are going to get them. Yep. And that's, it's, it's real common. Yeah. You know, it's real common. And I'm sure that's in other areas too. Yeah. And that's <clears> due to our climate, right? Yeah, for sure. The, the, yeah, the, the warm, dry weather. Yeah. Yeah. They rely on the moisture from the ocean, yep. basically. Perfect. <clears throat> um, I mean, not perfect because I have to. And the wood. I, and I the brand new wood. <laughs> yeah, we um, need to get that house fumigated, right? I know. Yeah. You're the one that are like, eh, it's fine for a while. And now it's been a while. Now it's time. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> one other, give me one other thing as you're walking around. Where would an agent see the damage most most visibly? Like like the in the garage obviously again they're not yeah. going above no you're not below. going in the attic you know they're not going in the attic obviously but if you get into a garage and it's not drywalled you know right in between those studs usually in the front part of the garage you're going to see you know you may see some termite pellets in there and stuff and that's all normal stuff to see okay you know that's all normal stuff to see where they're going to see it so yeah <clears> if you <throat> see a little bit of that that's not not terrible it, it yeah, means exactly. that they have termites but it's it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a sixty thousand dollar fix no cool yeah depending on the size of the house and roof yeah. and, you know, there's other things, but yes. So now let's get into something that I said we'll get into in a second. When do you get an inspection as a listing agent? So it, it's not required. Mm -hmm. Is it required for any, uh, not required by law, is it required for any loan types? For VA loan, it's, VA. it's required. Okay. And I think some FHA, I don't know about, I think some FHA first time okay. programs may may have it as well. Okay. <clears throat> so that therefore it's required, but you mentioned some things that I, that you kind of glazed over quick. And I was like, that's really good information. I want to make sure we talk about that. When do you get it on the list as a listing agent? When, when do you get a termite inspection? I mean, I think it would make it easier um, if it's, you know, if you get that listing appointment and you see it and it doesn't look horrible to you, maybe to get that pre-listing. So I think it's always good and it kind of relieves the pressure for everybody just to know what that termite number is up front. Yeah. That way it can be, it can be negotiated. You can set the price at a certain price and you can attach it to the MLS and everybody sees it, you know? Well, at least you disclosed it. Well, you disclosed whether, it, right? whether they saw it or they, <laughs> depending on how well the buyer's agent does there it. There you go. Um, but yeah, that way when they come back for a request for repair yeah. and they say, Hey, it's, I, I want 10 grand because of the termite report. No, you saw the termite report yeah. before you put an offer in. Absolutely. Like you can't come back now and say, ah, uh, I changed my mind. Yeah, absolutely. So it gives it gives you as a listing agent an upper hand of getting it done early mm -hmm. rather than waiting, right? Um, talk about some situations or scenarios where it may be best not to get a termite report. Maybe if you know it's an as-is sale, you know, if you go out to the back and there's a big elaborate deck and it needs to be replaced or something like that. There's, you know, there's no really reason to put that on a on a termite report with, you know, a $40,000 bid on there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't do anybody any good. I'm sure that they're going to do that due diligence working into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But and those always seem the ones that get the VA offers though. That's just, and they take them and you're like, no, what did you do? Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know, I know there was a property that I looked at when I was looking at buying houses and they're like, oh yeah, we're cleared for termite. I'm like, really? Because really? the, the whole backyard, it was in Santee. The whole backyard was a deck on multiple layers there's yeah. a pool there <clears throat> and they go well yeah the house is cleared i go oh, oh here we go yeah. all the all the wood that's <laughs> literally falling through yeah for that sure. part's not cleared interesting absolutely how, how you yeah you waited for a second to tell yeah. me that um all, all clearances are not created equal yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and 
and all all inspectors are not created equal, which is why we partnered with you for so long. Awesome. Uh, Talk to me a little bit. This is not an ad for Danny, but if you want to use him, you should. But this is not not an ad for Danny. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, you told me this earlier, prepping your seller for when you're getting a termite inspection. You don't just say, hey, my termite guy's coming and then bounce. There's more that you look for, right? Yeah, Yeah, there is. And, then, and, and I would assume most termite inspectors, if not all, are going to look for more than just termite damage, correct? Yes, absolutely. Cool. So what are some other things you look for? And then this is part one. And then part two is how do we prep the seller to let them know what, what's going to happen? Gotcha. So we're looking for dry rot, water damage, water stains, loose toilets, any conducive conditions. That would basically fall under like a section two item. A section two item, a termite report is into... Two sections, section one, section two. Section one is active infestation damage. And then section two is like the conducive conditions that could lead up to that. That makes a lot more sense. Because I got it when you're like dry rot. Okay. And then you're like Mm -hmm. toilets. I'm like, what are you talking? That's where I was like, yeah, that is weird. But because again, it, it, hey, you don't have termites now, but you will have it soon. And these are some things that I can see it's going to be more prevalent. Couldn't cause... uh, a good situation for termites. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so how, how would you explain that to, how would you have an agent explain that to their seller? Um, I mean, I you can say termite inspection and I would you could say, hey, you know, my termite inspector is going to be coming out. He's going to do a termite inspection. He's going to be looking for some other things as well. You don't need to get into whatever I'm going to be looking for or whoever your inspector is going to be looking for. But I think it's important when you're, you know, if there's a seller in their home that you kind of explain that to them. Hey, Miss Miss Seller, this is what I this is what I'm going to be looking for. Okay, great. So that way, there's that expectation, you know. Yeah. You, <clears throat> what you don't want to happen is you go out there and then the seller's upset and they call the listing agent. Why was he looking at the toilets? Exactly. Yeah, well, and it, it happens a lot. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm again. Toilets is one I never would have thought of. Yeah. Like never. So that yeah. makes. Or why is he ca- Why is he looking at the water damage in the door? We're going to replace that later. Why is he looking at that? You know, there's just a mm-hmm. bunch of. They think that you're kind of nitpicking on the on the property. 100. <clears throat> percent um, What other things should real estate agents know about termite? Maybe when they're choosing a termite inspector, what what do they need to know um, when choosing someone? Um, I mean, I would go with a obviously a reputable company, somebody that get back get, gets back to them in a reasonable amount of time, and somebody that can complete the work that they set out to do. Okay, you know, <clears throat> good. This brings me into a good thing and something you're going to share about in a couple minutes, but what's a reasonable expectation to receive a termite clearance report back by is so the actual inspection or the 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 initial once you're there, you're at the, you're at the property Mm -hmm. and you do an inspection. Yeah. When should someone expect to get the results of that inspection? I mean, I would say at the very most 24 hours. Okay, cool. Um, um, yeah, we pretty much do, or I do, by the end of the day, you're going to have that report. Good. And so that's another thing someone should look for is the turnaround time, especially when it comes to listing homes. You want to mm-hmm. do it before it gets on the market, so that way you for can sure. put it there. If if your termite guy goes, yeah, I'll get it to you in three or four days, if you're trying to list quick, that could be an issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> because then then you put it on after, and it's not a good scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about the... I know... Kyle talked about this four, five years ago. He talked about not calling it a, a termite clearance, but calling it a section one clearance. 
Can you talk about a little bit of the difference between termite clearance or, or versus section one? So, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just how you, again, it goes back to when you're prepping your cellar for that. You know, you want to say really what the inspection is called. It's wood destroying organism report. That's a mouthful and you're not going to always want to say that, but that's what it is okay. called. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're looking for any active damage, dry rot or active termites, either subterranean or dry wood. Okay. So that's kind of what it is. That's basically what that report is. And then what, it, I don't remember what it looks like. What, what, is, what does that report look like? Is it like a home inspection report where it's like 70 pages? No, or? it's not going to be that many pages. There's usually going to be a diagram page. And typically um, the bottom of the page is the front of the house. Um, and then you're going to have, it's going to be broken down into sections on the back. Like my report would read 1A, if there's any subtraining findings, they'd be under 1A. And then 2A would be dry wood. 3A would be um, any fungus. And then four other other inspections. And then five further inspection. Gotcha. So, and, and then there is disclaimers in there as well. But of yeah. course. Mm -hmm. Who thought, who would think that legal yeah, mumbo the, jumbo yeah, 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 in right. a real estate sale? <laughs> We're not used to that. Um, what other things are we missing? So we, we covered when you do an inspection, when you don't do an inspection. Mm -hmm. We covered how to prep your sellers. We covered some of the danger signs that you can see as an agent what is causing issues. What We got time for one more thing. What other thing do you know that I'm, that I'm not even thinking to ask? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I really think the way that, the way that, they, that we, you do it and we do it here at Whistle is we get, you guys get the listing, you send over the inspection, I meet with the seller, I do the inspection, that gets all uploaded, and then once it go, that you know before it goes live, and then once it goes pending, that email goes out. Hey, they want the section one clearance. This is our CR date. This is our close date. And that way, there's no I know exactly what's going on, and I'm updating every week. Hey, how are we doing with this? How are we doing with this? To so that way that there's that that gets cleared as soon as possible. You know, yeah. on the date because these CR dates are getting so close now. Okay, so. We're contingency removal on Monday, but we're closing on Wednesday. Hey guys, let's wait up. There's two weeks worth of work out here. We yeah. can't do it like this. What are we gonna do? Yeah. And it's just good to have that conversation. And, <clears throat> and I guess I'll leave with one more thing. And we've done this lots of times and you're the only vendor that I'm okay with doing this with um, is lining up the termite inspection, if we can, the same date and time as the photos. And uh, we, We've tried that with other things and it's failed miserably. Mm -hmm. But with you, it's been really good um, because then there's less wear and tear, not wear and tear, but there's less drama with the seller. They don't have to leave their house again or they don't yeah, have to have sure. someone else coming yeah. in. It's all being Especially done if the they have time. dogs and kids and yep. crazy schedules. and Yeah, absolutely. so that way it can handle all at the same time. What I love about working with you, you're in and out in five or 10 minutes, obviously depending on the size of the yeah, house. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we've worked really well together where... If I'm outside, you say, oh, I'll do the inside, and we flip back and forth. Mm -hmm. We've tried it with <laughs> staging, which is a horrible yeah, idea. Sure. We've tried it with, <laughs> with you know, oh, they're going to be doing some touch-up paint yeah. in the living room where I'm supposed to photograph. That's a horrible idea. And so typically <clears throat> when people say, oh, can, can they do a showing when you're doing photos? Absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> don't. Yeah. I'm in the middle of stuff. Uh, but this is probably the only situation where I'm like, yeah, totally. That, that works out really well. So trying to line those up best you can and if you if you're working with a photographer that won't allow that which i totally understand um see if you can have them the the inspector come right before or right after and so again that way it's the same sort of you put the sellers out once rather than 
oh, well, they're coming at 8.30 and then someone else is coming at 11 then we're doing photos at 2 and then someone else is showing at 5. That's yeah, for obnoxious. Sure. <clears throat> cool, dude. That's all I got for that. Do you have any other final tips of like... No, oh, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it. What to look for, I think that's a big one. Um, setting those expectations with your clients about what the inspection entails, yeah. what they're going to need, where, where we're going to look at, stuff like that. We're going to be looking under the sinks in the kitchen, bathrooms, stuff like that, attic, garage, exterior. Yeah. Just setting those expectations, I think, is huge. Excellent. Before we end today's um, podcast, before we, <clears throat> before we even get into the Whistle Widget of the Week, okay. um, I want to ask, again, if you found value in this, if you found this was helpful for you, please share it with someone. Share it with your termite inspector. Share it with your broker. Share it with a, a new agent who, who's never seen a termite report before. Share it with someone who got their first listing and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, hopefully this will at least help them get started in the right path. And again, if you found value and you said, yep, I'll share it with someone, write us a review, please. That would be helpful. Um, it means a lot to us. Just like I said, just when your client writes you a review, it means a lot to you. It would really mean a lot to us if you wrote a review talking about the, the valuable lessons you learned through the podcast. And finally, you can go to thewhistleway.com, get through all that good stuff. Our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, our outbound referral form, our... Uh, oh, man, I was doing so good. Jeez, <laughs> um, our weekly email and... Uh, oh, you can ask a question. Oh, you can also learn more about our course that we talked about that's all about building relationships with people in your neighborhood to get more inbound referrals. Would you like inbound referrals? Absolutely. Okay. Danny's, <laughs> Danny's going to sign up for my course right now. Uh, I'll just get your credit card after this. Perfect. So, Danny, I want to jump into the whistle widget of the week. <clears throat> this is something that we use in our business, in our life, that saves us time, makes us money, or just helps us have more fun. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to? Yeah, you can go ahead. So mine is something that has been kicking around for a while. I've been playing with it for a bit. Uh, and I'm just really impressed with it. It's called Chat GPT. Have you heard of this? I've heard some stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> all over the internet everywhere. Um, it's an online AI software that will help um, help you do tons of things. I mean, I've seen people write business plans. I've seen people write coding on it. What I'm using it for, uh, and I just did a, a coaching call on this today, is I'm using this to help draft out things like marketing plans, things like emails, subject lines, um, descriptions of YouTube videos, paraphrasing stuff, really helping me kind of gather information in a faster way. So that way, instead of starting staring at a blank page and saying, okay, now I gotta write a, a YouTube or title for this video, I can send this <clears throat> to ChatGPT, say, here's the transcript, now write me five different titles for this. Um, and so really utilizing it that way. Uh, it's free for now. I don't know if they'll ever charge for it, but who knows. Um, but it's if, if you're looking to spend some time <clears throat> Um, build some kind of cool things and, and it's not perfect. I don't know if it'll ever be perfect, perfect. It it gives you what you put in, but uh, it's a cool program. Chat GPT, just Google it. I think it's chat.openai.com is maybe how you get to it. If you Google chat GPT, G-P-T, that's where you'll, you'll get there. Awesome. All right, what's your widget, Danny? Yeah, so um, a few years back, the owner of our company bought into this company and basically changed our whole operating system. And, you know, while there was some challenges on the, on the office side of it, it's really good for people in the field like myself. Um, before what we used to have to do is write everything down on a piece of paper. We used to measure the house with a wheel and a laser and send everything back to somebody at the office. And then hopefully they would get you the report that day. 
um, if you bug them enough. But now we have, you know, we have a laptop where we just do everything on there. We draw the house, we do the reports ourselves. And that is just basically changed my business big time. I, I love that. And that's all of Lloyd's Pest Control has that, correct? Yes, yes. Are you guys local to San Diego? Are you guys nationwide? I don't, I don't even no, know. No, we're local to San Diego. We, we do a little bit in LA, um, but we are just basically Southern California. Cool. Yeah. Well, if you're in Southern California, now you know they have that cool tool. If you're using a, what's that tool called? It's uh, um, it's called licensed. Okay, cool. And then the, yeah. And so if that again, when you're selecting a termite inspector, maybe you can ask him what technology do you use yeah. to help you with your with your reports. Yeah, absolutely. And if they say, well, we don't use any technology, we do everything by hand. You know, it's going to take a little longer. Maybe that's not great to use when you have a tight deadline. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so cool. Yeah, and then the office is called clipboard. Okay. And that's kind of what they use behind the scenes to run the business. It's nice. called Clipboard. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for watching. We will see you all next week. Thanks for having me.